What is up, guys? And welcome back to the Chillin' with Dylan podcast. You're chilling with your host, Dylan, right now. And uh, right now, I'm currently sitting in my van that's covered in snow. Uh, I'm in Yosemite National Park. Um, I know it's been a minute since I posted an episode, but uh, I, I just had to. I had to, and... Uh, I don't want anybody thinking that I just like died or anything or gave up or whatever. Um, I'm still here, still alive, still kicking. Uh, and I've actually got a decent amount of stuff to talk about. Um, you know, first of all, I guess I'll explain how I got here into uh, Yosemite National Park. Um, so as many of you know, uh, based on my last episodes, I, I was working in a uh, Zion National Park and um you know I was I had employee housing there and I was you know just living working there whatever making new friends and all that stuff but there just came a point where uh my travel partner and I we realized that the the management there was not you know they weren't treating us how how we should be treated they weren't showing us what we're worth and um you know, so we kind of just up and left there, and uh, somehow we ended up in California. Uh, we spent about, I think, like two months unemployed, uh, which was a journey. It was a journey for sure, um, but I'm telling you right now that you don't need as much money as you think you do to live your life. Um, you know, obviously, it's a whole different story if you got a family with children and all that kind of stuff but you know if you're young and you're wondering like how you can travel uh it's it's not as hard as you think it is it's it's actually way easier you really just got to make sure that you got gas money to get places and food food money um and you know it, it helps if you have like a van or something that you can sleep in if you need to or even a big enough car but i've had multiple people ask me how how can I do this how can I travel and um I'm just telling you right now it's you just go you just go and just let go as well you know go let go and just trust that you will end up wherever you want to be um but yeah so basically like what happened was we were unemployed and we were looking for jobs in uh like near Zion National Park in the little city called uh, Springdale, right outside of the park. And uh, we did that for a minute because we were looking for places that had employee housing so we didn't have to live in the van. Um, you know, it's not that the van sucks or anything. It's just, it's not the most homey type of setup or anything. Like, I I pretty much just have a bed in here. Um so we were looking for places that had employee housing and, um, you know, it, it kind of sucked because we quit as the, the season was ending, uh, in that area. So a lot of the places weren't hiring anymore or they had already hired everyone they need to be hired. Um, and so we kind of chilled out near Springdale. Uh, we went into St. George quite a bit, which is about, I'd say like an hour, hour and a half from uh zion national park um and, and we just 
you know, went out and explored and lived our life, tried a bunch of different foods and, uh, that was, that was pretty much it. We, we did a lot of like eating a lot of food and, uh, I look back on it now and I think we were kind of like stressed and we, we resorted to, uh, eating out as a like coping mechanism, but I don't regret it. Um, but <clears throat> it was, it was really fucked up because, uh, so basically I, I think I talked about this in one of my last episodes that I had had bed bugs in this van, which, uh, dude, if, if you've ever had bed bugs, you know how much of a, a living hell that is. It's just horrible. Um, but so basically what happened was when we, uh, got to Zion and started working there, we were like, okay, it should get hot enough here that we can just set the van out in the sun for like a couple months and just let it burn up in there. And we had, you know, already treated it with store-bought chemicals and all that shit. And, um, so when we quit Zion, we were like, we're in the clear. There's no bed bugs in here or anything. Um, and uh, about the second day that we woke up in here, we were, uh, like moving some stuff around and we found one crawling on the seat. Um, so that definitely added to the stress. It was very, very stressful dealing with that. But, um, you know, I, I basically, you know, I, I talk about this principle all the time of imagination creating reality. So basically like in my head, I just refused to allow the bed bugs to be there and uh i didn't know how i didn't know when i didn't know why i didn't know who or what was going to get rid of these bed bugs i just knew that in some way that i do not know they will just be gone um and so basically we ended up calling this one extermination place or whatever and uh it was kind of cool because we they've never had anybody want a car treated so we were kind of like a, a lab rat in that sense um and so we were we were in saint george and um we ended up having to uh sleep in this extermination place parking lot and um they ended up uh in the morning we had to take everything out of the van uh that we didn't want to get treated or whatever um so we we took everything out and uh they just came in here and just sprayed everything. And here's the kicker. They did not ask for payment because they were going to do three treatments. Um, but they, I guess they were going to ask for payment at the end. And so we were like, okay, cool. I guess uh, we'll just deal with that when we deal with that. Um, and then what ended up happening was that we didn't see any any more bed bugs. Uh, we didn't have that issue anymore after the first treatment. But we still wanted to be safe and get the other treatments if the professionals were recommending it or whatever. Um, but we we literally could not get a hold of this place. And whenever, like it was like we were playing phone tag almost. Like they try to call us and then or they didn't even they didn't even try to call us really. It, it just ended up being like we couldn't get a hold of them or when we did it was uh 
they didn't know what we were talking about. Like we did, like they didn't know who the big red van people were or whatever. Um, so we kind of just stopped worrying about it because we didn't see any more bugs in here. Um, and long story short, we ended up getting rid of the bed bugs for free. Um, and you know that I, I definitely think that if I did not imagine, you know, if I kept imagining like how horrible this situation was, it would have probably just got worse. It would have probably just got worse and, uh, there'd probably be more bugs in here and they probably still wouldn't have been gone to this day. Um, so that was, that was really cool. Um, kind of a little sidetrack right there, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to just, um, put like real, real stories to this podcast. You know, I'm trying to let you guys know that it's okay to trust your imagination. It's, it's 100% okay. It will work 100% of the time. Um, you know, you just have to believe in it and trust it and, and know that, uh, this outer world of appearances is not separate from your imagination. Um, you know, so like th this imagination thing is kind of it, like, think of it as, uh, you know, consciousness is God. Consciousness is God and imagination is the creative power of God. Um, and so whenever you imagine something, you are creating that thing in your life. And what I found is that this imagination works like a like a garden. Um, you know, you, you plant seeds in this garden, a.k.a. your your thoughts that you um, fuse with by feeling as though those thoughts are true. Um, so, you know, like, like we've all done this where we, we have a thought and we react to it as though it's a real thing. And what happens is that this thought gets buried once you kind of move on from it and, and you kind of forget that you forget about it, really. Uh, and that's, that's like the seed getting buried. And eventually that imaginary thing will grow into a real thing in your world and um you know there may be people out there that say oh that's phony baloney like i imagine aliens and spaceships all the time and don't see those but you know if you really if you really applied this principle and you you know when when people say stuff like that they don't believe in imagination and you have to believe in it in order for it to be a successful manifestation um <clears throat> so yeah, but I, I have some talking points in here, but I think I'm just going to, first of all, go over the kind of adventure that I've had. <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, I think I'm going to just go over a little bit of the adventure that I've ha had from my last episode to this episode. So again, we left Zion. <coughs> the management sucked, whatever. We didn't like it there. Uh, I loved the park, don't get me wrong. On our last day there, we uh, we rented out some e-bikes and we uh, rolled up and down the canyon. And oh my god, it was beautiful. I, I highly recommend Zion National Park to anybody that's looking for that kind of thing. Um, but 
another another funny story is after we quit um you know we in springdale there was no showers there was nothing that we could um you know we, we didn't have any of those resources the only place that we knew that had showers and laundry and all that um was the place we were working and uh they obviously did not want us there because we we kind of left on a bad note we kind of uh uh got a little loud in the office uh calling the the general manager out on a lot of his bullshit um but what happened was that we it had been like a week since we showered it because we we couldn't find a place to shower or anything and uh like it, it really sucked honestly um and so what we ended up doing was uh we drove back to the lodge that we worked at where they definitely did not want us. And I have this giant, obvious, big red van. And um, we, we pull up in there and park. And we, we run out with all of our laundry that we wanted to do and all of our shower stuff. And we're taking these showers and we're like, oh my God, dude, this is like heaven on earth right now. And uh, we get out, you know, I, I go out to, uh, I, I went to smoke a cigarette or something and um we had just thrown our laundry in and everything and a couple of our friends that we we made at this lodge they they come running up this hill to tell us like you need to get the fuck out of here they're calling nps which uh which is a national park service or something is basically the cops in a national park and um so so we're like oh fuck we gotta go and we we just left our laundry and just drove out of there as fast as possible. And um, luckily, we never ran across NPS. But uh, if they caught us on the property, they they would have uh, probably arrested us for trespassing. Or I don't know. Um, I, I I'm glad we didn't have to find that out. But in that moment, I really understood that out of all the things that you know you could have in life love is the most important because if we if we did not have that love from those people that told us to get out we would have been fucked you know if if i went to that place and i was i didn't have love in myself to give to other people that they could give back to me you know um i i would have been fucked in that situation you know i i would have been absolutely fucked and <clears throat> it really made me realize that you know things and and money and all that stuff is is not important it's it's the the people that you meet and the love that you can create with those people you know whether it be friendships uh intimate relationships or like good business relationships whatever if if you can create good relationships with people i find that that's really all that you need you know if if you have love you have everything that you could ever possibly need and i really understood that in that moment when we were hightailing it out of there um but anyway that that happened and um you know we chilled out in uh uh springdale for a minute and we, we were like okay fuck this we can't we can't find any jobs here um and you know, we, we were still kind of hopeful for it, but we ended up, uh, we, so weed is not legal in Utah. So if we wanted weed, we had to go all the way to Nevada, 
um, to this city called Mesquite, which is like right on the border of Utah and Nevada, or I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's on that border. I know at one point you had to pass through Arizona, so I don't know if it was on the border of Arizona and Nevada or Utah and Nevada. I, I'm not sure. <coughs> I'm not too geographically inclined. But um, basically, we, we start heading that way through these beautiful mountains in Arizona and this dry desert in Nevada. And um, we're, we're heading to Mesquite. And, and we've gone there before, and, and the weed is, like, ridiculously expensive. Because that's where all the people go that have to illegally buy weed, basically. All the people that can't buy it in their home state, they go to that place. Um, <coughs> so they can make it expensive there. And basically, um, we're, we're driving there, and we're thinking about, like, how expensive it is. And we look on the other side of the highway, and there's just this crazy... Uh, backup like they're doing some road work or something and there's just like this huge line and we're like fuck it let's go to California and um you know it, it's funny because uh even before I left Michigan to to come on this journey I was like somehow I, I'm gonna be in California I I want to go to California and I would imagine myself uh, under the palm trees on the beach and just smelling the ocean breeze. And uh, here we were on the highway, split decision, we're going to California. Uh, and, and it felt just so natural. But I know, after after my experience in life, I know that this would not have happened if I did not want to go to California. If I did not imagine myself going to California, this opportunity would never even present itself. Um, and, you know, you can say whatever you want, but I know for a fact that my imagination created this circumstance in my life. Um, so anyway, we, we're, we're going towards, um, well, now we're like, fuck it, since we're going all the way there, we might as well stop in Vegas to get weed, because uh, we heard that um, some of the people from the lodge, they would get weed from Vegas, and it was cheaper than um, Mesquite which in my head made sense because I don't know. Um, so anyway, we, we are going and going and going, and we stop at this Love's gas station, which has showers, and we took some nice fucking awesome showers um, and, and got back in our bed bug free van um, <coughs> and started heading off to Vegas. Um, and it it was crazy because like the the drive there is just nothing but desert. It is absolutely nothing but desert for miles and miles and miles. And uh, you you really do get that feeling of like I don't know Area Fifty One, like UFOs are just gonna come scoop you up or whatever. Um, but here we are, we're going in, it through nothing but desert, and all of a sudden I just see this huge smoggy cloud in the sky with a bunch of uh, tall buildings and lights, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? Because um, all my life, I I didn't know uh, Las Vegas was just in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, like, it, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, it, it's it's really strange that there's just this city that has, uh, you know, you got gambling and prostitutes and liquor and weed, like, 
you know, all this, it's just this, like, giant party spot in the middle of the desert, and, uh, you know, I really was not expecting that, and, uh, honestly, like, when, when we got into Vegas, it was just very depressing for me, honestly, and I was very, I don't know, I was kind of anxious, uh, because, like, I, before this, I haven't been in a big city in a minute, uh, you know, I've been in the middle of fuck nowhere, Utah, um, so I was a little nerve-wracked about the driving through there, and there was, like, a lot of, uh, sketchy people walking around, and, like, I knew that there was a lot of people that were very fucked up on drugs and alcohol, and, you know, I, I don't know, it, it, I just felt like I had to watch my back the whole time I was there, um, so I guess, like, I don't, I, I guess I could see how people go there to have a good time and whatever, uh, just because all, all the supplies necessary to have a good time are there, and it probably definitely depends on, you know, who you're with and everything. If you're with a good group of people that, you know, you all trust each other and everything, I think Vegas would be awesome, but, you know, we, we first of all didn't have, we didn't have gambling money or anything, and my travel partner is not even of legal gambling age, so we couldn't, we couldn't do that, um, but we ended up going to a dispensary, and we went to the biggest, most extravagant, like, tour guide one, or, like, touristy weed place, and, of course, it ended up being, like, way more expensive than the original place we were gonna go, uh, but we didn't know, you know, we, we, we just got Vegas weed, we, we were like, fuck it, let's just get it, and, um, but this dispensary was insane, it was like, uh, it had, like, a robot, like, showcase thing in it, and it had, uh, like, restaurants, which I'm sure had weed-infused stuff, and it had, like, the biggest selection of any dispensary I've ever seen, um, and it was very, very, like, high-end, uh, so I understand why they charge so much, because they gotta keep that place running, but if you ever wanna check that out while you're in Vegas, it's called Planet 13, um, you know, it's a, it's overpriced, but it's a def, definitely a cool experience. Like, I'd probably go there again and just, uh, hang out there. But, um, anyway, we, we ended up, uh, catching a movie in Vegas at, uh, some, I don't know, we were at some place that had a movie theater, and we got some dinner there. <coughs> and our original plan was to stay the night there. And then head to California the next day, but, um, I think we were both kind of sketched out about staying in Vegas, um, and, and plus it's, it would just be easier on the van to drive at night, uh, because it wouldn't get as hot and overheated, um, because, you know, it's, it's pretty much just all desert, like, the whole way that we were going, um, so basically we headed off that night to California, um, I think we slept at a rest stop that night, and then our, our destination was, um, Laguna Beach, California, which is right above, uh, San Diego, I believe, uh, so it's more in, like, it's more, in, uh, towards, like, the southern part, um, but we, we ended up at this Laguna Beach, and it, it was funny, because the whole ride there, I was kind of concerned about, uh, like, oh, what if we get pulled over, or some shit, what if we have to talk to a cop, I don't know, like, it's, 
there's no reason, like, we'd get arrested or anything, but I just kept feeling, like, what if we get talked to by a cop? And we, uh, we end up getting to Laguna Beach, which it was very beautiful, very awesome, and, um, it was funny because we ended up backing up into a parking spot, and, uh, this cop comes up and stops in the middle of the road, and he comes out, and he's like, did you know you're not supposed to do that? And I'm like, do what? And he's like, back into a parking spot. And then he tried to tell me, like, I needed a front license plate, which, that's not a thing in Michigan. That's like, you can have that, but it's like, it's not enforced or anything. Um, but yeah, this, this cop that, you know, I imagined into my life, he came and confronted me, but, you know, I, it was funny because I told myself that those worries about that cop and talking to us were just silly and and then this cop ended up talking to us about something incredibly silly uh and you know obviously we didn't get any ticket or anything he just told us like in in california you need a front license plate and you can't back into any spots uh, blah 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 um so we moved and um we ended up chilling out on the beach and You know, earlier I said that when I was in Michigan, I imagined myself to be looking up at palm trees and smelling the ocean breeze. And here I was on the beach smelling the ocean breeze and looking up and there's palm trees right above me. Um, And, and, you know, that moment right there is I feel like it was like a breakthrough in my understanding of this this principle um, that it's it's easy. It's. And it's guaranteed to work. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've really found that, you know, with this cop situation, I, I really found out that, like, it is absolutely ridiculous to worry about anything. It is just, like, completely, uh, it's, it's a self-attack, you know? It, it, you're just fucking yourself over when you, when you worry about things. Um, you're setting yourself up for things to worry about. Um, and why would you do that to yourself? Why do you, why? Um, and you know, I, I realized that a lot of my worrying thoughts, uh, aren't even my thoughts. It's just what I've been taught about the world. Uh, you know, when I was young, my grandparents told me like, you gotta watch out, like, you know, cops, cops, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or, or my friends at school would be like, man, cops are assholes or whatever, or, uh, you know, people tell you about these things in the world that you should worry about that they have never even encountered themselves. They've just been told about it and then they spread it to you and then it becomes your reality, you know, and, and, and I'm realizing that, you know, it, fuck what anyone ever tells you about life, you know, that it, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> like, you know, I, I have a couple instances even at this place I'm at now, um, People will talk shit about other people and, and and try to convince me that the person they're talking shit about is a piece of shit or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not going to buy into that. I will find out for myself if this person is a piece of shit. And 100% of the time, when I go in with that mindset that everyone is a representation of love and that everybody is beautiful and amazing as they are, I find that to be true about those people that everybody shits on. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really understanding that, you know, you can't ask somebody else what life is. You have to make, you have to make it, you have to make your own definition of life. You have to, um, 
make your own assumptions and come to your own conclusions about things. You have to think for yourself rather than just buying into what other people are telling you. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're, we're all salesmen in a way. We sell ideas. We try to get people to buy into our ideas about life. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, I, I'm not really trying to do that here, but, you know, I'm putting these ideas out here for free and you can take them if you want, but I'm not trying to force these on people. But there are people out there that will try to force you to think about things in a certain way. And when, once you do that, you you set yourself up for failure. You know, you, you, you stepped off your own path. You stepped up. You're not staying true to yourself. You're, you know, believing what someone else says rather than finding out for yourself. <coughs> so, uh, anyway, we, we spent, I think about two weeks in Laguna beach and, um, you know, it, it was, it was pretty chill. We kind of stayed, we, we got to stay right on the beach. Uh, there was a parking meter, but we only had to pay it in the daytime. And then at night it, it was free parking. So we kind of just stayed in the same spot and made sure the meter was paid. And, um, you know, we, we went to, we went to a couple places actually, like we'd go out to eat and, uh, all that stuff. And, um, you know, it it was crazy because once I got in Cali, like I realized, like life is so much more than what I've ever known. Uh, because you get out into California, and it's like there's just everything. You know, there's every type of culture, there's every type of person, there's every type of food, there's every type of everything out here. And um, you know, it's really cool. There's even every type of like environment. You know, right now I'm sitting in the snow. But a couple of weeks ago, I was out in the desert, and it was all in the same state. And um, it, 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 and then there's the beach, obviously. There's forests. There's mountains. There's just everything here. Um, so you know, I, I fuck with California. I knew that I wanted to come out here for a reason. Um, but anyway, we stayed in Laguna Beach for a minute, and then uh, we uh, ended up heading up to Santa Cruz, California, which is, uh, that was like, uh, Laguna Beach was where my, my travel partner wanted to go, uh, so we went there, and then I wanted to go to Santa Cruz, because, uh, like, that's like a brand of, a, of skateboard that I really like, and, uh, I just wanted to see what it was all about, and, um, so we ended up Driving up to Santa Cruz and this drive there was like, there was just so much desert and nothingness for miles. Uh, once we got past LA, uh, it, it was just like desert, 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 desert. And, um, but we ended up getting to Santa Cruz. Uh, but a little before that, something started going wrong with the van. Um, uh, basically like I started hearing this like squeaking, grinding noise and I kind of came to the conclusion that it was like a wheel bearing, uh, but it, it, to, it, to me, I was like, ah, we probably got like a couple hundred more miles before it's anything to be too concerned about. And, um, basically we get to Santa Cruz and, um, again, we had to take showers at Planet Fitnesses, uh, but there, surprisingly, there was no gym in Santa Cruz, um, so there was this one day, uh, and also Santa Cruz is amazing. It's beautiful. It's right on the beach. There's so many surfers, and 
there's an awesome boardwalk there that's actually in a lot of movies. And uh, there's also the wharf, which is like another boardwalk. Um, but if you go out there, you can just hear all these seals just like, they, they sound like, oh, 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 oh. And it's just so funny. It's so funny to just sit there and listen to them. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's awesome. It, I didn't go swimming there because it was starting to get like colder and Santa Cruz is like more north than the beach we were at. So anyway, we, uh, we had to go to a Planet Fitness to take a shower and this Planet Fitness was like an hour and a half away, which is like ridiculous. Um, and so we're driving there and we take our showers or whatever and like this wheel bearing was like starting to like sound really bad and i was like oh fuck are we even gonna make it back and um (coughs) sorry and we uh we start heading back from the planet fitness to the again we were right on the beach in santa cruz we were chilling right on the beach uh which is nice um, so we were heading back to that spot, which was again about an hour and a half away, and we're driving down the highway, and like literally, this tire starts just like vibrating, uh, like going left and right, and like pulling the van in like certain directions, and then it would stop and go fine, and then it would just be like a grinding, squeaking noise, and there was this one point where I was like, "Dude, we are going to die," um, but. I remembered that, you know, hold up, this is like a point that I, I, I wrote in here to uh, um, kind of connect with this point that I was going to talk about. Um, you'll only get as far as you imagine. If you lose sight of your the end, you'll never get there. Um, and you got to see your, your desires as a promise from God or source or consciousness or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and in this moment, I I was like, you know, in my imagination, I was imagining us crashing and everything. And I was like, if I keep buying into this, it's going to happen. Um, and so instead, I, I calmed my mind and I just kept imagining us being at our spot and me pushing the little uh, like stick shift thing to park the van. And, and I just like kept playing that over in my mind all the way until we got there and I did that thing. Um, and I tell you, like, this wheel, I am, I don't know how it did not fall off. I don't know how we survived this, whatever. Well, I do, you know, we imagined ourselves out of this situation. But um, it was funny because we, we take the van to a shop, like, a day or two later because it was the weekend or whatever. And, um... We ended up, like, bringing it to the shop, and this guy is like, holy fuck, dude, like, I am surprised that you're alive, and and that this van is still, like, in one piece, Um, and and he, it was funny, because he was, like, kind of making it sound like he wouldn't be able to fix it, but I just, I imagined us driving, I imagined us driving just fine, and uh, it worked, he ended up fixing up the whole thing, and we actually got a pretty decent deal on it, um, and it was in a timely manner too. So uh, that was that was really nice. Like everything, everything there just worked out because I knew it would. Um, and, and obviously, my travel partner had 
to do with it too you know they were putting in their good energy but in my own personal experience you know i find that <coughs> um oh this is actually like kind of a good spot to put this point in but um my experience has led me to understand that the best way to deal with bullshit in your world is to simply ignore it and give it no reaction and turn within to your imagination and experience the exact opposite or what you would like instead of what's happening uh, in front of you that your senses are telling you. Um, and if you persist in that action in your mind, you will reenact it in, in what we call real life. Um, attention is what keeps things in consciousness. Uh, you know, you got to be paying attention to a thought for it to be there. Um, and, and, you know, we, we have discussed on this podcast that consciousness produces reality. Thus, your attention keeps things alive in your world. Um, and so, you know, when, when I, when I was paying attention to that thought of parking the van and being safe, like I was giving life to that. I, I was allowing that thing to come to life. Uh, you know, I was giving the life in me to that, that reality. Um, and so, you know, if, if I would have kept worrying about crashing the van, like who knows what would have happened. I would have, I would have manifested that into my experience. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it sounds silly, you know, it really does sound silly to say that you should just ignore things, um, but it's, it's not. Once you, once you really understand what I'm talking about, you'll realize that attention is the most important thing that you have to give, uh, because attention is just what, what allows things to thrive in your world. What a lot, if I didn't pay attention to this podcast, which I, I didn't for a minute, and that's why I didn't make any episodes... If I didn't pay attention to this, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. Um, if I didn't pay attention to driving, I probably wouldn't be driving. I'd probably be on the side of the road on in the ditch or something. If you're not paying attention to what you're doing at work, you're not working. You're not, you know, your attention is important. It's the most important thing you have to give. Um, because it it is what allows things to be. Um so, you know, some people will think it's foolishness. I've, I've had people tell me, oh, you can't just ignore things. Watch me. Watch me, dude. Uh, and it, it'll work. You know, when I when I ignore the things that I don't like, I don't have to deal with them. And I can focus on the things I do like. And, and then I have to deal with the things I do like. And I'd rather deal with the things I do like than the things that I don't really want. Um so, you know, it's important where you place your attention. Uh, if you're placing your attention on problems all the time, you're just going to keep having problems. Uh, but if you focus on, you know, everything is taken care of. Everything is going my way. Everything is okay. If you pay attention to those feelings and those states of mind and those realities you know you you'll be living those things before you even know it and it will feel so natural that you would think it would just have happened anyway uh but you know it, it wouldn't you know you consciousness is the beginning and end of all things um that that's why it says uh 
in, in the Bible that I am the beginning, I am the end, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega. That I am that is the beginning and the end is consciousness. It is the consciousness that exists within you and me and everyone and every living thing on earth. That, that consciousness, you know, when I begin to think of something that that's, I am the beginning of that thing. And then, uh, that thing, when it ends, you know, I'm there for the end of it too, which is the final production that takes place in the physical world. You know, the, it, it begins within and ends without, and then, you know, you can keep that cycle alive or whatever. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, where was I on this journey? Oh yeah, the uh, the tire almost falling off. Um, but anyway, here we are in Santa Cruz after all this stuff is fixed. But the thing is, we still didn't have jobs. We didn't have jobs, and we were stressed as fuck about you know not having a job. Um, and and most importantly, we wanted a place to stay. You know, and I don't, I could do whatever job, I don't really care, um, but I, I wanted a place to stay, my travel partner wanted a place to stay, because, let's face it, two people in one van that only has a bed in it, it's not the most comfortable, enjoyable thing, um, so, you know, we, while we were in Springdale, we applied to a bunch of places, a bunch of places with employee housing, but, the thing is, a lot of places are ending their, they end their season in the fall because it gets cold there and there's not any tourists coming. Because um, most of these places that have employee housing are like, um, like hotels and all that stuff, like in, in national parks. Um, and, and we applied to this, this place in Yosemite um, at the Wawona Hotel, which uh, is in the city of Wawona in Yosemite National Park. Um, and so we, we applied to this place like a couple weeks before this, this situation. And, uh, I get a email one day from this Wawona place, uh, saying that like, Hey, w would you be able to like talk on the phone for a phone interview whatever? Uh, and my travel partner gets the same email um, and we end up talking to this, uh, this lady on the phone and she's like, we normally don't hire people this late, but we need people. And, uh, you know, I, I just had this faith that we'd somehow get hired. We'd somehow, you know, find a place to stay. Like I, I wasn't really worried about it. And, you know, I knew that no matter what, I'd be fine. Um. And so here we are, this place calls back, and um, here's the kicker, they asked if I'd be able to pass a drug test, and, you know, I recently smoked pot, and I'm like, no, I can't, uh, and she, I applied for housekeeping, uh, because I, I like housekeeping, you can get good tips, you can, you know, chill in your hotel rooms if you have time, you know, it's, it's a very laid-back job, um, she's like, well, you need to pass a drug test to be, um, a housekeeper and in my head I'm just like phony bullshit like I can be a housekeeper if I want and um she ended up actually saying like oh apply for this dishwasher position then you don't have to do a drug test and we can just make you a housekeeper anyway and so I did that and 
you know, here we are, I'm a housekeeper. But uh, my travel partner said that she could pass a drug test uh, when she couldn't. And um, we, she ended up having to take a drug test to become a housekeeper. Otherwise, she'd have to be a dishwasher or whatever. And um, so I was like, how are we going to do this? And we had to get fake piss um, and go to a drug test place to take a drug test. And um, lo and behold, the, the fake piss wasn't warm enough and the drug test was uh, inconclusive or whatever. Um, and, you know, I knew that it was going to be fine. I knew that it was going to be fine. Uh, my travel partner didn't think the same way very much, but I knew that we were going to be fine. And, uh, you know, she ended up contacting the person that called us about the job and, um, it ended up being fine. She's a housekeeper now too. Um, and, and you know, that really set in stone for me that, you know, it's, it, it's stupid to lie. I mean, we all do it. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, diminish this other person or, or talk shit or anything, but you know, it happens. Sometimes we lie out of fear or whatever, but it's not worth it because the truth will always be exposed. It will always be exposed. Uh, the truth is the only thing that's expressed here on this world. Um, you know, truth, that's it, you know, it, and I've realized that it just makes it a lot easier to just be honest about things, you know, what, what do I have to hide, why, who do I have to prove anything to, you know, <clears throat> I mean, it's less energy, it's less spent energy when you just tell the truth, um, but anyway, that all happened, and here we are, we're in Yosemite National Park with, uh, a cabin, uh, that we live in, that, um, and, and then we work at a hotel five minutes down the street doing housekeeping and, um, it's awesome. It's awesome. I love it here. Uh, and, and the cool thing is we have job security because, uh, this, um, hotel closes for like the winter season. Um, but they have a ski resort through the same company and we can transfer up there and get to stay in the same employee housing, which is nice. Um, but anyway, you know, that's, that's kind of the journey that we've had to hear a lot of, you know, it's, there was obviously a lot more, but, uh, you know, I can't really fit it all into this one episode, but, um, you know, it's, it's just amazing that, you know, I've just found that no matter where I'm at in life, I'm learning the lessons that I need to learn. I'm experiencing what I need to experience and I'm finding that. I don't have to worry. I don't have to resist things. I can just allow life to take its course and, you know, everything will just work out. It works out always, you know, and, and, and that's true for everybody. It always works out, but your own resistance towards that idea is why some people don't see it that way. Some people don't you know, they, they, they resist that idea that that's even possible and therefore they don't ever see it. Um, but anyway, uh, it was kind of cool that, uh, kind of what, what sparked me to make this episode, uh, was first of all, that I haven't done one in a minute and I've been, I've really been contemplating on doing another one. Um, and, and it's funny because, uh, I, I got my Spotify wrapped thing, 
this year and and you get one for this anchor platform uh for your podcast and it kind of like inspired me to to make another episode <coughs> and uh there's like a this this free bin thing in the the community kitchen here with our like employee housing or whatever there's like people if if people don't want things they'll just leave it in there for free and there's a decent amount of books in there and i found this book called uh reunion with source by i forget who it's uh by but it's funny that the name was reunion with source because uh as soon as i grabbed it like i i felt like back into this zone this this zone that i get into when i make my podcast uh and i started reading it and whatever and uh and and then when i got this spotify rap thing like two days later um you know pretty much right after i viewed it this this guy named jay hit me up and he's like a producer of some sort and um you know, it. he told me that he found my podcast and that it answered a lot of his questions and that it's helped him. And, um, you know, that to me, that was like a huge sign that like, I need to get back on this. Like, this is important, um, not only to everyone else, but to me, you know, it's important to me. Um, it, this all happened after I was contemplating getting back into these podcasts. And uh, it's funny because this Jay guy, uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll share the story of how he found me. So basically, he said that he started to have uh, a lot of quote-unquote coincidences happen where he'd think of something and it would happen. And he wanted answers, so he starts looking it up. He starts looking up, uh, like, is everybody me or whatever. And, and he ended up getting on google and and finding like some reddit posts and and it he said he was scrolling and it landed on one of my posts um and then like his phone like froze or something and he couldn't scroll away from it so he tapped on my my post and it ended up like helping him answer some of his questions that he had um and then he got more into my podcast and everything and ended up uh messaging me on instagram or whatever and, uh, you know, we, we, we met that way, but it was funny because he brought up this, uh, everyone is you pushed out thing, which is the post that he originally found. Um, and, and it was funny that he brings that up because he was, he was like a direct example in my life of this, everyone is you pushed out thing. So, so basically like, think of it like this, um, you know, we're all one, we're, we're all one, one being, that being is I am, you know, just this sense of awareness, the, the unconditioned awareness, consciousness itself, we're all that, which is, it, it's one, there's one consciousness, uh, but it manifests itself in legions and races and creeds and, um, you know, so there, we, every single one of us is one aspect of this one infinite being um you know i i am this dylan aspect of of god uh, you are this uh, other person version of god you know like we're all the same god we're just different expressions of it we're we're a finite expression of infinity um and so you know think of it like this like you will encounter people 
that embody the states that you entertain. So let's say you're always pissed off and shit. You know, you're always pissed off uh, and you think everyone is annoying. Well, you will find people that embody your definition of annoying and they will piss you off. Uh, but if you see everyone as as love and light and what they truly are, which is an expression of the divine, which is love itself, you will come across people that are embodiments of love. They will be love, the state of love wrapped up in human form and presented to you. Um, and so in this case with this J guy, he he was my own uh, desire to continue with this podcast, pushed out and expressed back to me in the form of a person. Um, and, and I was confronted with it. Um, so, you know, he is an aspect of me. And I am an aspect of him, and we're all aspects of each other, and we're all one, uh, if, if, if that makes sense. Um, so basically, think of it as every person you meet is one of your, your emotions or your thoughts, you know, confronting you. You know, you, you are dealing with, the only thing you're dealing with is your own mind, your own consciousness, your own imagination. Um, and so, you know, me... Me and this J guy, we we are one. We are inseparable. Uh, and he has existed within me, and I have existed with him within him for eternity. But just now, uh, we we need each other for our path, and so we we manifested each other into our lives. Um, it, you know, I I hope I explained that pretty well. Um, you know, obviously, if there's any questions or anything, uh, I can be reached at my my uh, Reddit page, r slash uh, Conscious Creation Club. Uh, my Instagram is just Dylan Denio. Um, my Facebook is just Dylan Denio. My Snapchat is just Dylan Denio, I think. I, had, I don't know. Just try to hit me up on one of those things if there's any questions or anything. Or if you have requests for, um, you know, what, what kind of things I want to talk about in, in these episodes. Uh, but, <coughs> oh shit, sorry about that. Um, but, <coughs> I guess another thing I want to go over, I got like five minutes left on this recording, um, is that, because yeah, I've heard this uh, word thrown around quite a bit, the word coincidence, uh, and I don't believe in coincidences at all. Uh, so I wrote this little point down, uh, and I said, "There's there are no coincidences, only ignorance of the works of faith. Uh, miracles are natural, normal, and constantly occurring, and miracles only seem to be large and impossible by those who do not understand this law of assumption. Or the use of your imagination to create reality. Uh, and there is nothing in your world that is not a product of your consciousness. Um, and so I guess I, I, I want to explain that, you know, miracles, everything is a miracle. Like, you know, the, the, literally this stuff that we experience every day is impossible. But here we are experiencing it anyway. Um, and so, you know... Just the fact that everything exists should be enough to prove to you that anything is possible. Um, 
And, you know, people people will call things miracles only when they don't know how to make miracles happen, which is by this law of assumption or this use of imagination. Um, you know, people, people will call it a, a miracle and, and say that some outside thing, uh, you know, made it happen. That, like, some God outside of yourself made this happen. But in your life, you are God. You are God and your imagination is what gives you everything in your life. Um, you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can try to prove it wrong and you will fail. But, um, you know, it, a miracle is the most normal thing. It's what we do. We are miracle makers. Um, anytime we imagine something, we're making events happen. We're changing the world. Um, but, you know, most people misuse their imagination and think of negative things and produce negative things in their world. And when they finally do have a spike of positivity and a good thing happens as a result of that positivity, they say it's a miracle and that something outside of them made it happen. But it's it, that's not the case. It's just it's the way of life. It's just how things are. You know, if if you were to constantly keep yourself in a a positive mindset where you think of the best case scenario for everything and you you entertain positive ideas of love and happiness and joy you know your life would be uh to other people they'd see it as like a miracle it would all be a miracle to them but to you it would just be the most normal thing um and so you know there's no such thing as coincidences you know everything is as it is because you are the way that you are and uh miracles are normal you know they it, it it's a everyday occurrence uh even the the negative things that we bring into our life they're miracles because they just happen magically like it there's it just happens um and, and, and you know that that's magic it's literally magic and uh you know so so saying that one thing is a miracle and another thing is not is uh it's stupid. It's honestly stupid and silly uh, because everything is a miracle. And, and and to think that, you know, one miracle is more is bigger than another one or more impossible than another one is a, it's a delusion. Um, but anyway, I'm going to get this episode cut off. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I, I really do want to get back into doing this like once a week uh, because I, I miss it. I miss it. And uh, it feels like I... I I'm doing something really good for myself and everyone else when I make these podcasts. Uh, so yeah, I hope to catch you in the not-so-distant future. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day, night, month, week, year, whatever. Have a wonderful time. Uh, and peace.